News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. This is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. From my hotel room, a thousand miles away and I'm missing you. It's late at night, afraid that I, I might let you down. I'm staring at an empty page, trying to write the things I didn't say to you. And we move so fast, the words get lost. But I hope that you know that you deserve a symphony. Soaring strings and timpani But all I have's this melody Written from my heart It's a simple song and the words don't rhyme No poetry between the lines Our symphony will come in time But all I need to know tonight Is that you're still mine I always knew one day Josh Groban would find his way into this Here he is, gentlemen you guys have been waiting. Is this a first? I don't know. Is it a first? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. I say that it probably happened like last month. <laughs> but I just, <laughs> that's always thinking I love you, man. Okay. See you, Jobin. <laughs> see you later, Jobin. I mean, we have done enough of these now where I, there's no way I can remember them all. Me? I, I can't remember day to day sometimes. They're the only ones that I remember are ones that like I've written to you guys. Maybe if I write them down, I will remember them. But mm-hmm. if I don't write them down, there I was a Sarah Borales one I remember pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's hard to forget. Ethel Merman's hard to forget. I don't know this song, but it's kind of whiny. It's got a Spanish flair. I think. Like, a, like, <laughs> like a Spanish whiny. Yeah, it's like a um, like a Spanish whiny. It's a little if you will. click clacks <laughs> in the background. Nickname, he's like the, a Malbec. He's the conquistador of love. Josh Groban. Bernie. He's got a Spanish flair. <laughs> he does have, it's like a Spanish like guitar. What is that called? Flamenco guitar? I have no idea. Is it's he kind of, is he speaking uh, in Spanglish? <laughs> <laughs> I love Josh Groban. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of my guilty pleasure. He's so talented. That man can sing. He does a duet with Celine Dion of the song The Prayer. Holy Pajoli, it's amazing. Is this your workout music? No. <laughs> this is when I do ballet in my bathroom. So that was this morning then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I know why this song, it starts out with Hello from My Hotel Room. Um, my husband has been out of town for the last like 12 days. He's, he was out at the Super Bowl. He had a, a, an event that he was doing for the Super Bowl. Did he win? He won the Super Bowl. Uh, My uh, husband is uh, Travis Kelsey, guys. (laughs) I didn't want y'all to know I'm really Taylor Swift. Uh, (laughs) He he won the Super Bowl. Uh, But he comes home today. And so we we were talking about how long he had been in the hotel room because it had been a long time. He's like, man, I've been in Vegas too long. My soul needs a shower. And (laughs) it's probably where this song came from. Hey, you hit the See, end post. That, that is a Spanish flair. I'm Thank telling you. you. It's like a flamenco guitar. Yeah. He is the, the <laughs> conquistador of flair, if you Flamingo guitar. <laughs> well, welcome flamenco. back, Zoke. Yeah, it's great to be back after my long hiatus of being here. <laughs> Happy President's Day. That is next Monday, Bernie, as everybody knows. Actually. Well, well, spoiler alert, I won't be here next Monday. Today is but National Radio I'm Day. I'm taking the company holiday. It is National Radio. I saw that last night. Somebody texted me that it was National the Radio Day. The day after President's Day is National Na- Radio Day. National Radio Day. Wow, really, really nailed that one. We'll get the Tuesday after the Super Bowl and President's Day. Yeah, Radio Day. But hey, did I not say this last week? I was talking and I said the Taylor Swift effect could very possibly make 
Sunday night's Super Bowl, the most watched su- any, anything ever. And, and in, now we're, in television history, at nearly 125 million people, I think it was 124.3 million people. Because they what they had the streaming as part of it apparently. I well, I think just people wanted to see Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and Usher. But don't they calculate it differently? Is what I'm saying with the streaming and the different platforms. Well, I think they can get more accurate, um, a, a more accurate number with streaming and the platforms because you can actually see time spent online. You know how many users are watching at any given time, whereas regular broadcast television is an extrapolation. Did you guys have any issues with streaming at all during yes, the Super Bowl? Yes, I, I did. Because I watch on YouTube TV. I got bumped out like three times. Yeah. Really? Mine, yeah. mine would pause and buffer and all that kind of stuff, especially during the halftime show. Now, see, I watch through the Spectrum app. So, I mean, it, it, it's digital. It's no longer analog, or it's not even what they call sort of the, the, the hybrid of those two. When you have a box, then, you, then it's digital, but it's still hooked up to a cable. Yeah. But with the Spectrum app, which we got rid of the boxes about a year ago, um, but... It, for the most part, it, and it buffers every once in a while, but there is this sort of uh, thing that happens whenever I watch Thursday Night Football on Amazon, and you get this sort mm-hmm. of, the picture sort of is jerky mm-hmm. in a way that it's not when I watch it on, I guess, the traditional. It gets like cloudy groups. for a minute, then it gets sharp again. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah. like cause, like more than five people are watching it at once that it starts to. Mine does that on, with. on Hulu Live. The same thing happens to me. Well, we have a family plan that we, like the whole Troutman family <laughs> shares, and I'm not just like the whole Troutman family, like the Waniac, my brothers, everybody. <laughs> We're all on the family YouTube plan, and I got bumped out twice. That was like you've got too many people watching, and I was like, "What? Wait, How? Like you got the family plan? Like your whole extended family's on the same YouTube plan? <laughs> <laughs> How many YouTube? How many different users do you have? I don't know. It's uh, it, it's like thirty. Well, yeah. I mean, hello, YouTube people. I don't know if this is legal, <laughs> but they spin a, They sent us this. Like email where you had to, you're part of the YouTube family plan set up through s- whatever. And I had to click on a bunch of links and sign up. But yes, yeah, so I get bumped out sometimes where it's like you have too many people watching. Everyone, everyone, I mean, with the Troutman last name is on the plan. Everyone in the city of Troutman yeah. is currently watching my YouTube television. She gets kicked off every three minutes. <laughs> She's always getting kicked off. I probably, wow. I probably wasn't even supposed to tell that story. Sorry, YouTube. We have like probably, <laughs> just, it's just us. We it's probably just us. have Nobody a knows. minimum. It's like we have like four screens we're allowed to watch. So, then uh, sometimes we'll like go, "How many TVs are in our house?" There'll be like two or three, and it'll say you're kicked out. I just go, "No, we're not." I just like click the button. It just yeah, that's the same thing. Going. That's the same thing I did. It's kind. Of, I think they're trying to scare you. They think that you're doing something illegal, but you just put try again, and it, it loads back up. So it's interesting. This is the most watched event in television history, and so all these different things that happen during it. I mean, think about the bump that Usher now gets. It's and he be, released a new album today. Yeah. Sorry, well, I just yelled that. <laughs> it was actually a couple days before the event. Oh, but well, I, but I think he knew. He knew where this was all going. Oh, it's funny. My Apple Music just told me about it today. They 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 sent me. A message this morning at four thirty. <laughs> Beyonce apparently uh, announced a new album, or maybe did she drop it? Like it's a, I think it might even be a country album. I think she announced it somehow during the Super Bowl, but I didn't see the announcement. But that she is dropping a new album. It was album. the last line of her commercial. When oh. she's the astronaut and she's trying to keep doing more things to, what was she trying to be more relevant or get more? I saw, n- I did not see that. She's ad. trying to break the internet. It break the internet. And the last thing she said is release a new album. So, but so everybody involved with this realizes and sort of, I think, realized going in, okay, what this could be. And now that it is, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of impact it is on the various people that spent time on the screen. Usher is going to get a huge bump out of this. I'll be honest with you, and, and we can talk more about this coming up, and we didn't get so much into it yesterday because we had the ads and we had the game itself. And But the, the Travis Kelsey 
Andy Reid altercation, which has now become a meme of, you know, what did he say to uh-huh. him on the sideline? And I was talking to uh, Winterbull about this yesterday. But, you know, the Travis Kelsey, um, uh, that, that incident where he, he came up to Andy Reid and kind of bumped him. And yes. if they had lost that game, this would be a much, much bigger deal, I think. But because they won the game, everybody was making nice after it. But uh, they talked about it after it. But I, it, there's something that sort of sticks with me that I think could not be a good thing at all about this about the fact that so many people saw this and i think what it may actually fuel the fire of well it takes the nice guy image away from him because like andy reed looks like wilford brimley like he looks like the oatmeal guy like he, he looks too nice to shove around so hold that thought i mean not that anybody should be shoved around actually even if you look mean <laughs> hold that thought we'll get back to more of it here in a moment here on good morning bt zoki's back in the house and boomers in the traffic center what's hey, up man hey but i heard this tv's biggest audience since the moon landing in 1969 yeah like the biggest audience ever God, ever yeah and they broke that record that it stood since 69 most just unreal think, just think the moon landing there were only three channels back then right wonder what they were watching on the moon on Sunday night. (laughs) (laughs) Test pattern. (laughs) So as we said, the most watched telecast in history, Super Bowl 58. More than 200 million viewers watched all or part of the big game across networks. The highest unduplicated total audience in history and up 10% versus last year's Super Bowl. We were talking earlier about all the people who benefit from this. I mean, really, anybody who even had a, a few seconds benefited from it. I think they said Taylor Swift had all told. They added up all the, the screenshots. She got something like 50-something seconds. Yeah, 54 seconds. So I that's think. worth like almost $14 million in ad time. 47 of those seconds were the hug. With Kelsey at the end. That felt like that was like three minutes. And she kept patting him on the back, and I was like, oh, cute, because I do that. And then I, when I do that and I realize that I'm doing it, I look at whoever it is that I'm hugging. I said, y'all, feel like I'm trying to burp you. <laughs> and I had that moment with her. I was like, oh, she's trying to burp him. <laughs> so let me, let me um, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, but I'm going to tell you what I thought. Not, not, not so much about Taylor and Travis, but more about the Travis Kelsey altercation during the game with his yeah. head coach where he went up and bumped him and got him in his got in his face. Mm-hmm. Now after the game, uh, and I think this would be a lot different if the Chiefs had lost because if they had lost, I think it would become, you know, things flared up on the sideline and there was there was a uh, you know, the, there was trouble in the ranks, so to speak. But in the end, they won. And so after the game, Kelsey and Mahomes were talking about the Reed moment. When you and Andy Reed had that, what I call a very engaging conversation. Oh, you guys saw, you guys saw that? What was the conversation <laughs> well, about? Was there it, were a few cameras. I mean, was it, hey, I need the ball, I can help us win? What was that about? Uh, man, it was, uh, I'm going I'm to keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world. But uh, I was just telling them how much I love them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no babe, but for, for real, though, I mean, that moment right there, that speaks to the, the team that we are. Is right. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves the game, wants to compete, um, and Coach Reed wants to compete. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you watch out, you might get a, you might get a little bit too. So yeah. I mean, that's just the type of mentality we've always had. And that's why we can win games like we won today. Okay, that was on ESPN when they asked the two of them, Mahomes and Kelsey, what happened. Then Reed was on by himself a little bit later. 
Early in the game, the offense wasn't quite clicking, and we saw Trav come over and, uh, I say, have an engaging conversation with you. What was that combo about? Because it seemed like the offense and everybody changed after that. What was that combo about? Uh, he, he caught me when I wasn't looking. <laughs> I saw that. It's a fumble. That was another turnover. Yeah, he didn't know you that. I, your play sheet. He didn't know I was going to go that far. You right. Know? So he came, then he came over and gave me a hug. So he said, sorry about that. But he, you know what? He just wants to be on the field, and he wants to play. And so uh, there's nobody I get uh, better than I get him. He, he's a competitive kid, and, um, he, you know, he loves to play, and he makes me feel young, you know. But my balance is terrible, Booger. <laughs> Talking to Booger McFarland there. That's why I said Booger. <laughs> oh, I thought that was his nickname for Travis Kelsey. Like, oh, Boogs. But I wonder, okay, I wonder a few things. What happened behind the scenes in the locker room? What did that conversation look like? And like I said earlier, what would the conversation be, especially with Andy Reid there, if they had lost the game? Because I watched that, and the more I think about it, this became a meme, and has, it's all over the place now. I think, it's, I think it's a really bad look for Kelsey, and I think there were so many eyes on this game, and I worry about... We talk so much about how now we live in this age of the transfer portal, and you've you've uh, you've made the power of coaches so much less than what it used to be. If a player gets upset with a coach, he can say whatever he wants, or she can say whatever she wants, and then they can jump in the transfer portal and leave. You know, I think it's part of why Roy Williams left Carolina when he did. I think he would have stuck around for a few more years, but he got fed up with parents and 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 people. You know, uh, not not honoring sort of the bond between players and coaches that had been there for so long. Now players in college can just jump whenever they want like a pro can. But I think this 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 moment with Andy Reid, and, and Andy Reid's 65 years old. You've got Travis Kelsey getting up in his face and bumping him. And I, I worried that there were, you know, this is one of those things that had such a platform, more people watching it than, than, than anything in history. I, I worry that kids see that, and then it, it sort of makes it even more okay to do that. You know, we, there's so much talk about how kids disrespect coaches and even parents. But I think I, I, the more I thought about this, and it's, it's been, you know, now I've had 48 hours to think about it. It's not a good look, and it really, to me, really diminishes my thoughts on Travis Kelsey, uh, the character, the man, because I think it's 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 he has a lot of power with that moment, and uh, a lot of kids saw that, and I think it's it's not the message we need to be sending. I think it's. Um, I think you're right about uh, the influence where you could see copycats. That's you know you mentioned like college and high school. Or some kid thinks he's got the ability to do that. I think within that very small circle, the people that were actually involved, they are so in tune with each other. I think first of all, it was accidental. I think it was the optics look bad. I don't think he meant meant to run into and bump Andy Reid and knock the play sheet out of his hands. I think he was fired up, and that was just an overzealous accident that happened there. But I do think you're right that you know, kids watch that stuff on TV, and young people go, wow, I'm going to do that with my coach if I'm not getting the football and that kind of thing. So I could see the, the copycat point of what you're making with that. He had one catch for one yard in the first half, and then things got going. He, he wants the ball. I mean, he's I'm their best player. I want the ball. Uh, but I think he was in a moment, and, and he just accidentally went too far, and Andy Reid said he came back and hugged him later so i think they're okay within that small circle uh but to bo's point i think the optics of what other people see out there that are younger that think oh i can do that too is uh kind of today's sporting world if you will well and up until that moment i think the the narrative about him is that i mean he's such a nice guy you know the the tweets that have gone viral that he tweeted out in 2011 where he you know was tweeting from college and he just seemed like this um you know cute whole milk, you know, all all American guy and I think that this was a, a very passionate moment that no one had seen as far as anger and temper and I think that 
probably affects the narrative, just the, were, uh, how you think about him. There are a lot of people on Twitter who said, send his butt to the showers. Don't let him play again. It was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, and I also saw a couple of tweets uh, of Taylor Swift fans who said, take note of his how he treated his coach and his temper and hmm. file that away for later. Not not suggesting that something bad's going to happen, but when you have that many people watching a moment like that where you lose your cool, you know, you wonder uh, what kind of ramifications there'll be from that. Well, and I mean, think about it, the history of of athletes losing their cool. I mean, in and all kinds up on of women. scenarios, yeah. all kinds of scenarios. And I know we're going go to go to news here, but uh, that altercation seen by more people than ever, ever in the history of TV. So... Tomorrow, 8.05, presidential candidate Nikki Haley is going to join us here on Good Morning BT. Christian Castelli, who's running for Congress, going to join us at 8.05 today as we continue to cover all things political, heading towards the South Carolina primary one week from Saturday. But first, coming up just past the 7 o'clock news, are you ready for this? Oh, you know I'm ready for this. Planes, trains, or automobiles for train and REO Speedwagon tickets. Train and REO Speedwagon are coming to PNC Music Pavilion Saturday, August 10th, as part of the Summer Road Trip Tour 2024. And we're making it very simple, very easy this time. You give us a call at 704-570-1110. You tell us... Want a plane, a train, or an automobile? And then we uh, will promptly have a song or a movie clip or a TV show something from one of those three categories. So like a song about trains, a movie about planes, a song about automobiles, all of those kinds of things. Just in case you didn't. (laughs) Pretty much what you just said. I suppose what Bo said. No, it's called elaboration. <laughs> I'm just like your parrot over here. No, this is going to be fun, though. We, uh, oh. we, we we put some time into this one last night. We got some good ones uh, up on the board today, and we'll be giving away tickets to uh, this concert. Like I said, is in August. Uh, today, tomorrow, and on Thursday. And um, everyone, everyone knows that. Actually, I'm going to go out in the hallway and I'm going to call and try to win these tickets because <laughs> I'm obsessed with train. Yeah, when we saw it, we knew this one was coming. But when we saw it, Beth is like, I don't want to give these away. I know, I, I want them. I just want to keep them. So maybe you'll call in and win your tickets and say, hey, Beth, you can have mine or one of mine. <gasps> oh. oh. We'll do a news quiz Friday. Whoever wins gets train tickets. Gets train tickets. And REO Speedwagon. So that's coming up just past the 7 o'clock news. Um, I, I sent this to Beth yesterday. I don't mean to be a downer here. Um, but uh, I, I saw this circulating around on uh, on X yesterday, and uh, let's see who sent this. I don't even uh, I don't know this person. A guy named Matt, but it's interesting. Uh, twenty twenty was a leap year. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty, Trump versus Biden in the general election. Twenty twenty, Chiefs beat the Forty ers in the Super Bowl. Twenty twenty, world shut down by pandemic a month later. <laughs> so if you're keeping score in twenty twenty four, a leap year, yes. Trump versus Biden in the election. Pretty much. So far, that's where we're going. Chiefs just beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl two nights ago. Will the world be shut down by blank a month later? No. Mm. No. I don't think anybody would agree to it this time. Unless maybe it was like Ebola. Well, I agree completely, too. I, people are not going to just rush to the social distance, put the mask on, let's all you know, work towards the 
whatever it was, everything will be fine by Easter. That's mm-hmm. what it was then. I think it was like, yeah, two weeks from now, we're going to be, it'll, it'll, it'll all be over. I've got $20 down on alien invasion. <laughs> oh, 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 have wait. y'all seen, <laughs> have y'all seen the trailer? It, it, they played it during the Super Bowl for uh, A Quiet Place Day One, mm-hmm. which is like the origin story of A Quiet Place, which is basically an alien invasion. So yes, that could happen. <laughs> I noticed there were a lot of UFO commercials this year in the Super Bowl, almost like they're buttering us up to mm-hmm. to prepare us prepare for it. To be, so maybe that's the next shutdown. Isn't it weird that we live in a, a day, 2024, where we go, if there was an alien invasion, like none of us would be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, like no shock value or anything. It's like, oh, yeah, it's that alien invasion. Another day. Been, it's like, like a storm coming through. Oh, it's like that hurricane they've been telling us oh, about. Oh, it's But you know what the alien invasion would do? You know how I am. I'm a, I'm a silver lining kind of gal. I like to find the positive. If there were an alien invasion, all of us on this planet would finally unite against a common thing. Everybody. We'd all, we'd all unite. To fight I it. used to think that. I don't know that I think that. Actually, anymore. that's right. Some of the people would be like, I follow the alien. <laughs> like you're doing Travis Kelsey. You got to fight. <laughs> you're right. But I was thinking back to 2020 and where we were at this time in 2020. Because I remember the first time that I ever really thought much about the pandemic, actually, there was a. Um, it, and I don't mean because of this, but I mean, we were at the. We were at the Coliseum, the the, the the Bojangles Coliseum, because Trump held a rally there. Yeah. And he came and spoke. And I remember that was the first time I remember anybody sort of talking about, because somebody asked him about COVID. And I remember thinking, that's the first time I've heard somebody ask him about COVID. And so you were hearing whispers about COVID and maybe this, this thing, nobody thought it would turn into what it turned into, but there was talk about it. So I'm thinking right now if there was that blank that was going to send us into that mode in what another month right is there something that's the, going around that people whisper about cuz i know i was at a doctor's appointment about this time in 2020 and the nurse was saying my sister-in-law isn't going to come to our house because she's worried about this like coronavirus that's in china and i was thinking like what she's not going to fly from seattle to charlotte because of something that's happening in china uh-huh. but looking back now i was uber 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 sick after i traveled at the end of january going into february and now looking back i wonder because it was a cough it was this like crazy thing i wonder if i had corona if i had the covid the covid the covid (laughs) (laughs) i had covid COVID. before we knew that before covid had a name but but my point is is that if you look at where we are right now because it was it was a month before everything shut down. Yeah. To me, the week where everything shut down was the ACC tournament week. I was thinking about that too. What you're talking about Florida State's like never good, and they were the number one seed for the <laughs> ACC tournament. And they they were doing pregame warmups. They pulled everybody off the court. That's how timely it mm-hmm. was. Like the players were on the court getting ready to begin an ACC tournament game, and they pulled all the players off the court. Uh, and that was like in that moment of when it's like. COVID's here. Like, everyone get off the court. And it was a couple of nights after Rudy Gobert had done that thing where he, you know, said he had COVID touched all the and he touched all the microphones. But that's – so if, if this is trying to suggest that, uh, that we're not anticipating the next big thing, we were at least talking about it in some sort of peripheral sense this time in 2020. Whereas in 2024, I, there's nothing to me that's on the radar that would turn into that. Now that's famous last words. I know. I know. I now my I'm racking my brain over that little whisper of a thing that might be, whatever. Don't. I don't want it to happen. That's right. We're calling you, or we want you to call us. 704-570-1110. Just past seven o'clock. Planes, trains. 
or automobiles for train and REO Speedwagon tickets. We're going to give away tickets today, tomorrow, and on Thursday, trying to make you happy. I'm so happy right now. That is one of my favorite train songs. If you listen to the lyrics of that song, oh, it's just so brilliant. Calling all angels. Listen to the lyrics. So uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the timing. I'm not saying the lyrics aren't good. Just that moment. I think the bridge, it's like when children have to play inside so they don't disappear, when private eyes solve marriage lies because we don't talk for years. It was the best soy latte that I never had. No, that's that's Drops of Jupiter. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Drops of Jupiter. Does that mean I have to play that song coming up? You have to play all of the train songs. This is why I'm so excited about this contest, because it's going to force Bo Thompson to play all of the train songs. We have to have a different one every time we play the contest. What's the biggest song? Is it Meet Virginia, their biggest song? Is that their main one? That was their first hit, but I would say Drops of Jupiter is probably their biggest hit ever. Go to you as our train expert. Just trying to make Biggest REO Speedwagon song. (laughs) Um, I had to ask you guys in the commercial break, what was the song I was singing? I was like, is that REO Speedwagon? Take it on the run, baby. Oh, is that Keep taken? on loving you. I'm gonna keep on loving Can't you. Can't fight this feeling. <gasps> That's See? the best one. That's the best one. I told you the one I remember dancing to at the junior high school dance was In My Dreams. Hello. Remember that? Was that Aria Speedwagon? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I told you that my first dance that the song got dedicated to me which now looking back i wonder what that means <laughs> dedicated to you. um was love bites by um deaf leopard in sixth grade sixth grade we were dancing in the cafeteria that was the big song oh but, i remember that song because i remember the very very beginning of it yeah yeah they talked in that robotic voice yeah and at the end yeah and yeah. they thought that they said something yeah anti-religious in so, the end so that was dedicated to you then yeah which now I'm looking back thinking, why? Like, is somebody trying to who, tell me that Who dedicated Bites? it to you? The same little guy that was my first kiss. The same little guy. <laughs> same That's <laughs> probably why he dedicated this song. You call him little guy. <laughs> yeah. I can see why he had an issue with you. Just a little guy. Hey, little guy. <laughs> hey. Hey, Beth, I have something I want to say to you. <laughs> oh, no. Here it is. Here it is. That's a long distance dedication to Beth Trouton. Sucks. That's why out. we call her Sugar Beth. <laughs> Love bites. Okay, Bernie, hit the, hit the ID before Mark calls or something else. <laughs> From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. Well, tell me, did you sail across the sun? Did you make it to the Milky Way to see the lights all fading? Planes, trains, or automobiles for train and REO Speedwagon tickets. Very simple. 704-570-1110. You call us, we get you on the air, and we say, hey, do you want a train, a plane, or an automobile? And then you give us what you choose, and then we have a, a question from that category. It could be a song, it could be a movie, it could be a TV show. Got to name two correctly, and if you do... You win the tickets, and we have tickets today, tomorrow, and Thursday for Train and Ario Speedwagon at PNC Music Pavilion, Saturday, August 10th. It's the Summer Road Trip Tour for 2024, and yes, this means I have to play songs like this 
all week long. I am in heaven. I want to, can I go out in the hallway and call? <laughs> I really want to win these tickets. I want to see how you disguise your voice and what you name yourself. Call it an AI voice. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am here to win the tickets. I'm, I'm Doris. I'm Doris <laughs> and I want the tickets. Okay, enough of that train. <laughs> now, on with the countdown. Climbing a fast five notches to number eight, here's REO Speedwagon with Keep On Loving You. All right. So I'll get to play some of these, too, thankfully. <laughs> you should have seen by the look in my eyes. All right, let's go to line one and welcome Peter to Good Morning BT. Hi, Peter. How you doing, guys? Hey, Good. Peter. All right, Peter. Do you want a plane, a train, or an automobile? Train. A right. train. He wants a train. Let's go with train number one, Bernie. This, my friend Peter, is the first thing you got to do. You can tell us what movie, what train movie this is from. Who in the place has applied that emergency brake? He did. You. Un- unstoppable. In case you didn't know, that cord is for emergency purposes. Wait, wait, you said unstoppable? Yes. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That is a great movie, though. It is. Happy holidays to you there, Peter. Oh, Peter. Let's bring Doug on line two. Now, a little inside baseball. Doug has been holding since like 630. Doug, you are my new favorite person because you love train as much as I do. Well, I don't know about that. I just like win tickets. Oh. <laughs> hey. Hey, you, and you, hey, listen, and you, you was wrong at the end of Love Bites. That does have a satanic reference where it says Jesus of Nazareth, go to blankety blank. He does say it because I remember them telling me that that's what he said. You have to turn the volume up very high as it's going away. That's the reason I quit listening to Def Leppard decades ago. You are kidding me. I heard that rumor. Lucky for Doug. I wasn't kidding you. (laughs) Lucky for Doug we're not giving away Def Leppard Yeah, thank goodness. All right. Doug, do you want a plane? Oh, no, actually, it's on the board right now. This is the train movie you have to ID. Here we go. Who in the place has applied that emergency brake? He did. You. In case you didn't know, that cord is for emergency purposes only. And in case you weren't aware, tonight is Christmas Eve. And in case you haven't noticed, this train is on a very tight schedule. Now, young man, Christmas may not be important to some people, but it is very important to the rest of us. Okay. Which one is that, Doug? What movie is that from? I have no idea. Oh, no. I thought this one would be easy. <laughs> so just to clarify, Doug called it because he didn't want train tickets? Who's <laughs> just rubbing salt in the Def Leppard wings? Sorry, Doug. I couldn't help it. Don't play the end. <laughs> I didn't know it really said it. <laughs> in robot voice. I didn't know any of this till now. Well, I know I the song, but I didn't, I didn't know this. I always heard the rumor, but I had never heard it. All right, let's get back on point here. <laughs> uh, let's go back to what we're really here to do, which is to give away tickets to REO Speedwagon. Hi, Tracy. How you doing, Tracy? Line three, Tracy. Yeah, sorry, Bernie. Hey, Tracy. Tracy's on line three. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we can hear you. Do you love Train? Yes, I love Train. I love that movie, too, that you're about to ask me. Oh. oh, okay, good. Well, we'll give you a little riff, and then we'll go straight to you. Here we go, Bernie. Number one. Who in the blazes applied that emergency brake? All right, Tracy. Who in the blazes, or what in the blazes movie is that? 
The Polar Express. Yes. Yay! Well done. Yay! All right. Okay, so Tracy, you're halfway there. Halfway there. Do you want a plane, a train, or an automobile? Let's try a train again. She wants a train again? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go number four there, Bernie. This is a train song. Tell me who sings this song. Here we go. Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart is correct. And Tracy is going to see REO Speedwagon and Train. Oh, my gosh, Tracy. I'm so excited for you. All right. Oh, there's somebody else yelling. Who's the the other person? My sister. She's going to go with me. Oh, there you go. We got both winners on the line. What's what's your sister's name? Lori. Tracy and Lori are going to REO Speedwagon. No, they're going to train, though. They're going to train. Sorry, sorry. You're going to train with REO Speedwagon. Both. Yeah. All right. And Rod Stewart. Well, congratulations, Tracy and Lori. We'll put you on hold. And we'll get your information, so hang on. That's round one of our contest. Planes, trains, or automobiles for train and REO Speedwagon tickets. It's already gone much better than our last contest. Yes. REO Speedwagon's first top 40 <laughs> single at number eight. It's their first entry into the top ten. Keep on loving you. Well, thank you, Casey. I didn't even plan that. We totally hit the post. <laughs> that's how you know a contest is going well. That's the kind of that's the kind of post hitting that Boomer Von Cannon can appreciate. <laughs> thank you, sir. Right, right. Magic. Thank you, sir. Yes. All right. That was really good. We climb and climb, and at the top we fly. Let the world go on below us. We are lost in time, and I don't know really what it means. Slow dancing. At AG Middle School, this was the song. So, Bo, you could recreate this by going to the Train Ario Speedwagon concert and dancing on the lawn barefoot. <laughs> Did you call her a little girl? Cute little girl? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the phones. 704-570-1110. Planes, trains, or automobiles for train and REO Speedwagon tickets. They're coming as part of the Summer Road Trip Tour 2024 to PNC Music Pavilion, Saturday, August 10th. You you win the tickets if you can name a plane, train, or automobile, something, and you got to do it twice. That's how we always do it. Mike is on line one. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Oh, my gosh, you sound so happy. Well, I, I haven't heard, I don't think I've heard in my dreams in, in up 20 years. That's what I'm here for, Mike. <laughs> Scenario Speedwagon Deep Cut. All right, so Mike, do you want a plane, a train, or an automobile? Uh, let's try plane. 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 Okay. I was say, like, Bernie, <laughs> let me have, this was fun to edit. Let me have plane number two, Bernie. All right, Mike, are you ready? Here we go. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Everybody strap in! I'm about to open some windows. <laughs> hey, Mike. Pretty much handed you that one. I, Samuel kind of gave it away, didn't he? But yeah. yeah. Snakes on a plane. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was I was sending Bo movies last night, and I, I texted him this one, and I was laughing out loud when I texted 
texted that to him. <laughs> All right, Mike. Do you want a plane, a train, or an automobile? Going to stick with a plane. Sticking with the planes. Okay. Let's go number two there, Bernie. This is a song. Just did number two, Bo. He said train. Oh, he said train. He said train, didn't he? No. He said oh, he said plane. Again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, my bad. Let's do. Let's do plane number five, Bernie. And Mike, this is your uh, song. You got to identify who's singing this. Who's singing that? Steve Miller. There you go. Oh, my gosh, Mike. And he is going to the concert. Yay. And he's happy. Happy Mike won. I'm very happy. That's awesome. Thank you. No problem. Train and Audio Speedwagon PNC Music Pavilion will put you on hold and we'll get your information. Actually, Tommy's here right now. He'll... Get your information. Tommy, and, uh, Tommy's Tommy. here. Tommy. Hey, get to work, Tommy. All right, so so here's the deal. <laughs> we can give away another pair if we want to right We now. have another pair? We do. Oh, yeah. we have people holding, so that means that yay. That means yay. Exactly. <laughs> All I right. love when you're generous, Bo. Let's, uh, let's get John on the horn here. John, welcome to Good Morning BT. Hey, John. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Oh, my gosh, you sound happy, too. Look at everybody being happy and in a good mood on a Tuesday. Yes. Yes. John, here we go. 704-570-1110. Train, planes, trains, or automobiles. Which category do you want? Uh, Well, I'm in a car, so let's try automobile. Ooh, okay, John. Automobile is the first person to choose something from that category. Let's go with number five there, Bernie. This is a song. you got to tell me who sings this song. <laughs> I love the build-up on this one. That's why I put it in here. Hey, hey, you, you. Oh, get into my car. Who, me? Yes, yes. you. <laughs> get into my car. All right, John, this is like a big build-up. Here comes his answer. Who do you think that is? Well, besides the Pacific and the Arctic, that's my favorite ocean. There you go. Oh, wow. nice answer, Look at you John. playing around with the answer. Nicely done, Billy Ocean. So you're halfway home. Do you want a plane, a train, or an automobile? Uh, let's, let's, let's stick with the automobile. Okay. okay. All right. So I'm going to go with number four, Bernie. This is also a song. Now, if, uh, if Billy Ocean was on one side of the, the aisle, this is a... Much further into, as the kids say, the now. Here we go. I know we weren't perfect, but I've never felt this way for no one. And I just can't imagine how you could be so okay now that I'm gone. John, do you know who that is? Oh, man, I am stuck in the 80s. Oh, Oh, no. She was just on Eilish. I don't know. Oh, so close, actually. What did he say? He said Billie Eilish. Oh, that's actually a really good guess, but it's not correct. I'm sorry, John. Thanks for playing. And so the contest continues. (laughs) 
704-570-1110. Planes, trains, or automobiles for train and REO Speedwagon tickets. Coming up at uh, PNC Music Pavilion on August 10th. This is hard. Did you hear our last contest, Mark? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're trying it's to. Way less we're still finishing the last contest. We're trying to, trying to I'm streamline. I'm confused by the last one. We're trying to streamline this one. And we've had two winners already today, so uh, oh, cool. people people like it. We got the funny one. Thing is, I thought he was right. I thought it was Billy Eilish. <laughs> oh, he said, I, was like, oh. I wasn't sure who that was either. Oh, you aren't? Mm-mm. It's Dolly. I don't know. Really? Who it is. Wait a minute. Yeah. Bernie doesn't know? I, I, no. It's Dolly You'll probably Parton, say it. Right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's Dolly Parton. Parton. Yeah. It's Reber McIntyre. She was very excited. She's very excited about her driver's license. She was very very excited about it. See? Hmm. It's come to uh, my attention that we need to take one more Def Leppard detour before we head back over into the REO Speedwagon lane. Yes, we had a caller call in, Doug, telling us that at the end of this song, Love Bites, that the robot voice says, Jesus of Nazareth, go to Here it is. Here bad it is. word. Wait for it. Coming. <laughs> what? Right here. Right here, apparently. Okay. So they think <laughs> I that... So I need Levine here. The, the, the rumor was... That we blood. heard when we were young that it said that he was saying Jesus of Nazareth go to bad word. <laughs> Turns out <laughs> talking like a poor year. Choose, choose your own adventure, baby. <laughs> Insert bad word. It's it an turns ad-lib. out it's a poopy place. Listen to this. So Jason, Jason sent us an email to GMBT show at WBT.com. He said they do not say Jesus of Nazareth go to H bad word. Mm. They say and this is from an interview with Mutt Lang, the producer of the song, mm-hmm. and Joe Elliott, the singer of the song. Mm-hmm. The thing that you hear right after, if you've got love in your sights, watch out, love bites, is Mutt Lang saying, yes, it does, it does, bloody H-E double hockey sticks. He says, yes, it, yes, it does, it does, bloody. Here, here we're going to play it again. So it's Mutt Lang saying this. In a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> and, and and there are a lot of people who never even really heard this because they didn't wait this long because on the radio. Because it's so quiet. Yeah. I remember, um, but I don't remember ever knowing what it was. I'm just uh, I'm disappointed Doug has been boycotting Def Leppard for 30 years <laughs> for no good reason. And he didn't have to because Mutt Lang was basically just saying, yes, love bites. One simple Google search. Yeah. yeah. It was back, right there in the phone. The back time. to the REO <laughs> Speedwagon contest. <laughs> Okay, so the things you learn on Good Morning BT. What kind of potty talk does Kevin Cronin drop on these songs? We just took a rabbit hole dive during a contest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what else were what else are we gonna do on this show? You should have seen by the look in my eyes. Hitting posts left and right today. It's like I'm a professional radio person. 704-570-1110. Planes, trains, or automobiles for train and REO Speedwagon tickets. Herb. Herb is online. Four. Hello, Herb. How are you, my friend? Herb, are you there? Herbie. Herb. Oh Her- no, Herb. Is Herb? Uh, Herb's eating a, a Burger King Whopper somewhere. Somebody got that. Herb, one more time. Are you there? Oh, he's gone. Wow, he waited. Probably off with peaches somewhere. Well, I guess. Uh, I guess we try Robert on line one. Robert. That's right. Let's go to line one. Robert is on Good Morning BT. Hi, Robert. 
Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, good morning. Good, good. All right, I am Robert. So in love with all of our listeners. Everybody's so happy. Yeah, but Except you keep her. <laughs> okay, Robert. So this is the song. This is the song. The auto song. The car song that is on the board for you to name right now. No, we didn't. Yes, yes, we, we did. did. We did. Oh, slide it's four. Car um, number four. four. Yeah, this is the one I said. Is at the other end of the spectrum from Billy Ocean. This, this singer is very excited about turning her, 16. And getting her driver's license. And getting her driver's license. Right? Was on the Grammys the other night. Perfect, but I've never felt this way oh, you guys, I have no idea. You do. Ah. You do. I just can't imagine. Her first name is similar to Newton John. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do the last name. <laughs> Nothing, Robert? This old man is out of touch. I'm sorry, guys. Thank you for letting me try. Oh, we thank love you, you for, Robert. Thank you for trying, Robert. Let's go to John on line number two. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. John? I'm here. Okay, hey, John. Okay. John. Hey, good morning. All right, so who is this that's on the board right now? Here we go. I know you're perfect, but I've never felt this way for no one. Any idea, John? I haven't a clue. See, let me tell you what y'all need to do. You need to ask. You need to ask your kids. Yeah, ask your kids. Your kids will tell <laughs> you. Say, they're calling for Ario Speedwagon tickets. They can't. <laughs> yeah, but go that length. Hey, yeah. hey, but I love Train and Ario Speedwagon, and I know this song. Yeah. See, the the kids love the Train. Yeah. Bernie yeah. and I both thought it was Billie Eilish. <laughs> but that's a good guess. It is a yeah. good see, guess. See, the fact that you knew that it's from guess. that era. See? From, from this era. Yes. Were, I mean, that that is, era this that's era. about as close as you can get to this person okay. and not be her. Yes. All right. Uh, Fox is on line number three. Hi, Fox. Hey, buddy. Hey. That, 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 that girl's name's Olivia. Yes. It is. What's her last name? <laughs> Uh, do I have to get that too? Oh, Beth, uh, Beth just said it. Because she gave you Newton John. <laughs> um, um, what does it rhyme with? I want to say it's like DeBosch or something. Oh, oh DeBarge, so yes. Close. It's, it's so now, close. Now, now we're in the 80s. Now we're going to play DeBarge. Oh, I love Fox so much for getting my hint, though. So Fox helped whoever's next. Fox helped Brent. <laughs> Do we have time to take Brent? Yeah, let's take him. Let's take Brent on line four. Brent, did did that did Fox help you with this one? Hey, good morning. Hey. I already knew it. You already knew it? You knew it. Okay, lay it on us. Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia yeah! Rodrigo is correct. <laughs> What's going on? What was that? I love you guys. I hit guys. the wrong hotkey. Sorry, guys. Is that Waylon Jennings? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's Big Weekend. Presented by Watson Insurance. <laughs> oh, that was Big Weekend? <laughs> All right, Brent. Okay. All let's, right, Brent. We have one more let, for you. You have to get one more for us. Let's recalibrate. Let's get back into Ario Speedwagon land. Brent, do you want a plane, a train, or an automobile? Let's do the automobile. He wants an automobile. Let's go with number two there, Bernie. Here you go, Brent. Name this car movie. 1961 Ferrari 250 GT, California. Less than 100 were made. My father spent three years restoring this car. <laughs> it is his love. It is his passion. It is his fault he didn't lock the garage. All right, Brent, what movie is that? I said would that be Ferris Bueller? That is correct. That is correct. And Brent, you take home the third set of tickets today. 
And I'm just so happy. I'm Yes, I'm playing El DeBarge. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, Brent. I'm so happy for you, my friend. Thank you. I'm so happy, too. Congratulations. He takes home the third set. We have more tickets tomorrow to train an REO Speedwagon. Tommy will get your information off the air, and we will get the traffic information right now with a well-known DeBarge fan, Boomer Von Cannon. El DeBarge. We're all of the action. <laughs> it's right there. Three weeks from today, Super Tuesday. Got a week from Saturday will be the South Carolina primary. And uh, just hours away now from the Brett Winterbull Show. Starts at 3 o'clock every day, and we cross the streams on both shows. It's brought to you by PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. Good morning, Brett Winterbull. Hey, tag team back again. Check it to wreck it. Let's begin. That's right. <gasps> I like that. I like that. Oop, yeah. there it is. <laughs> or whoop. Or whoop. <laughs> or, you know, if, if you really remember back in the day, there was Woomp and there was Woot. Oh. And there mm. were two songs. Look at the things we know. Yeah. The, the useless knowledge. <laughs> uh, I, I, one particular headline. I, I, so this is a, not a surprise, at least the first part of it, that uh, now Trump has officially endorsed Michael Watley to be the new head of the RNC. He also endorsed... Laura Trump mm-hmm. to be the assistant, or I guess the co, I guess maybe like 1A is the way I read it. I don't know how you read it, but now Laura Trump, he's endorsed to his daughter-in-law to also be in a, uh, a power position within the RNC. Yeah, I, look, you, you want to have people who are going to be loyal to you, um, and uh, I, that would make sense to me that you would pick uh, Lara Trump. She was very, very effective as an uh, as an advocate for him uh, back in 2016 and 2020, so it, I'm not really surprised that he, he would put her into the mix for sure. And she's a native Carolinian, so th- there we go. What would the what would the conversation be on the, the flip side of things if on the, the, the Democratic side, if uh, Joe Biden was endorsing his... Daughter or daughter-in-law or how how what would that conversation be from from the right if if if, if the reverse were happening? Well, I mean, with managing the the party itself, you know, they have their own rules, right? Uh, I'm, I remember when Bill Clinton was running for president, and he said it was going to be a package deal that Hillary Clinton was going to be sort of a co-president. People do this all the time. Uh, I I don't think people really make a big deal about it unless it's you know something shady, like if if Joe was you know appointing Hunter to to be the chairman of the uh, you know the DNC. I, I I just don't think it would be an issue. Um, so. Yeah, I, he he could pick Ashley. I mean, he could absolutely pick Ashley uh, as well uh, and put her put her in that spot if if uh, if they wanted to. Okay, so other hu- uh, big breaking news that's happened while we've been on the air today. We've watched part of it play out uh, on the Senate floor. Twenty two Republicans have uh, helped pass this yeah. uh, foreign aid bill, which is ninety five billion dollars, but it does not include border security or the border security provision. Yeah, and what what that was was that's payback for the uh, House not uh, taking up the uh, border provisions that were crafted so carefully by, by the loving hands of Chris Murphy from Connecticut. Um, so this is this is tit for tat. And, and now Mike Johnson will have his say and uh, they'll probably spike uh, this uh, this this deal coming back down the other way. And we'll wait and see what happens. 70 to 29 is the uh, the final vote in the Senate there. And uh, like you say, we'll be uh, turning attentions to the House now. Uh, what is coming up? on the Brett Winterbull show today. Uh, we're going to we're going to look at this uh, debate that's uh, taking place. Also, I've got advice for the Republicans that I, I think they should pay close attention to. We'll talk about that starting at Ooh, three. Must listen to radio. 3 p.m. WBT. 
on News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. This is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. Tuesday, February 13th. Bo and Beth here in the Tyboid studio. Talking politics. This time tomorrow, we'll be welcoming presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Coming up on Thursday, we'll have candidate Don Brown for Congress in District Number 8. And speaking of Congress, let's uh, turn our sights on District Number 6 and welcome back to the show a candidate in that competitive primary on the GOP side. Christian Castelli is back with us. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us early on a Tuesday morning. And I just wanted to let voters get to know the candidates that they could potentially be voting for when early voting starts later this week. Now, District 6 has been redrawn. It now includes Davie County, Rowan County, Davidson, a little bit of Forsyth, a little bit of Guilford, and a little bit of Cabarrus County. Now, you've been in the race for quite some time, but the uh, former congressman, from that district is now running once again. Mark Walker, who was in the in the race for governor, uh, now is back in the race for the District 6 congressional seat. Let's talk about how you plan to get out of this primary. You're up against not only Mark Walker, but Bo Hines and four other uh, candidates. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I think we have a very clear path to victory here in this primary to become the nominee again. Uh, I am the only veteran in the race uh, in this six-way primary. There are 800,000 veterans in the state of North Carolina, 80,000 in this district. Uh, Two VA hospitals, a VA home. They are a huge constituency uh, and and voting group within the the district. Uh, My candidacy appeals to veterans, sportsmen, um, first responders, And so we are definitely targeting those groups uh, as our pathway to victory. So to that point, uh, we just watched, just a little bit before we had you on, the Senate uh, pass this $95 billion foreign aid package. Uh, and, uh, you know, several Republicans uh, had to vote for this in order for it to pass. But uh, you are and you have made uh, your military service so much a part of your campaign. Uh, this, this foreign aid package, especially with what's going on overseas, and we know that's the catalyst for it, but we also know that this does not have border legislation built into it. Uh, what are your thoughts? on this because now we're going to see what happens in the U.S. House and you want to be a part of that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to pass muster in the House. Uh, we've got the Speaker uh, is not pleased with it. We have the presumptive nominee and in, in President Trump uh, speaking out against it. And I just don't think it's going to uh, uh, pass muster with the House and it's going to be uh, shot down in the House. Let's uh, there's, t- there's a lot of problems with it. It passed in the Senate, but uh, again, there's too, there's too many issues with it. It doesn't include border security, our number one issue. Uh, the number one complaint from Republicans across the board is uh, we need to be concerned with our border before we start securing other people's borders and sending them money to do so. 
Let's actually talk about that issue because that has been a topic of conversation on Capitol Hill for the past several weeks because the Senate came up with a, a what they called a compromise bill that was put together by um, a Republican senator from Oklahoma. And then it was DOA on the uh, on the House floor. And Mike Johnson made that incredibly clear. The, the conversation has certainly been about finger pointing more than anything, that the Democrats are responsible, that Republicans are responsible. The, the question is, what are the solutions? I think all of us as, as voters and as taxpayers, we don't want to hear the, the blame game anymore. We actually want to hear what people are going to put forward when it comes to solutions and solving the problems. Yeah, I think that particular uh, bill was DOA due to the amnesty provisions in it. Uh, that's just not going to fly with uh, what the people want and their elected representatives uh, that are representing uh, each congressman represents 750,000 people in their district. The overwhelming majority of the people are not happy with the situation at the border. And uh, that, that clause in that bill, in particular with the amnesty, is just not cutting mustard with the people and their elected representatives. So to me, that's, that's why that one was DOA. So you're in a, a six-way battle for the GOP nomination right now. We just did a debate with District Number 8, and that's a six-way battle as well. And last time we talked to you on this show, I believe this is the second time we've had you on the show, at that particular time, I don't believe Mark Walker had gotten in the race. Uh, that's a pretty high-profile name. Uh, we had a s- similar situation in District Number 8 where you have Mark Harris as probably the most well-known name. Uh, you, you sort of alluded to this at the beginning, but the dynamics have changed in this very competitive primary. How do you break out? What What's your plan between now and three weeks from today, which is Super Tuesday? Yeah, so I feel like our campaign is definitely surging now. Um, You know, Mark had just announced the last time I was on your show. uh, I brought out the fact that Mark had signed the term limits pledge. Now he's going back on it. Uh, Mark had run unsuccessfully for Senate governor. And now only after this district was read redistricted from a D plus nine to an R plus 11, a guaranteed win for a Republican, Mark and the other candidates jumped in. I have been in this race from the beginning. I was the nominee last cycle. We won on election day by 5,000 votes. We had a different outcome at the end of the evening due to the addition of the absentee ballots. I never stopped running for this district. I got in the fight when it was hard and we have continued to fight for district six with steadfast resolve. So, you know, I think I think it's a two-horse race. I think it's between Mark and I because of his name recognition. Uh, but I think we are surging, and we have a path to victory. One thing that uh, Beth and I always like to watch, uh, we're both, uh, you know, media people our whole lives, and we're interested in how uh, the, the message gets crafted. And we do this for any candidate that comes on, uh, play the spots. You just, I mean, really just released a new commercial uh, for your campaign. I want to play a little bit of that here. If we can. Are you voting this year? Christian Castelli for Congress. Christian Castelli is a Green Beret and a decorated combat veteran. Not a career politician or lobbyist. Christian Castelli is a conservative. The other candidates are weak. Mark Walker walked away from us. Bo Hines lifts off a trust fund. Addison McDowell is a lobbyist. Christian Castelli will secure our border cut spending, and defend our Constitution. I'm Christian Castelli, and I approve this message. So there you go. Hot off the presses right there, huh? Yeah, well, you know, it's all true. So uh, that's the beauty of the truth. You never have to try and remember it because it never changes. Uh, You never have to remember the last story told. Uh, Yeah, all those things are true. We had a lot of fun making that commercial. Um, 
again, I feel like I'm the best candidate in this field. Uh, I have more foreign policy and national security experience than all of the other candidates combined. And when you look at the global problems America faces, the national problems America faces, and you look, take a deep dive into each one of these candidates, their backgrounds and experience, I hope that the voters out there decide uh, in this primary that I'm the guy that's most qualified for the job, the right guy with the right experience at the right time in America. I want to go back um, in that commercial. One of the the women, one of the actors uh, who was talking, said that one of the things that she's excited about with supporting you is that you are going to to secure the uh, the border. And I don't want to belabor the point, but I want to know, and I think our listeners probably want to know what your plan is, how you plan to to, to do that. Yeah, so I'm the actually I am actually the only candidate in this race that has, has experience working on a contested border, uh, whether uh, it was in Bosnia and Serbia. Afghanistan, Pakistan, I have worked on international contested borders. And the reason they were contested is they weren't properly defined with a wall or a fence. And then they weren't, uh, they, they didn't have uh, good policies that uh, provided for the entry and egress of people that hope to transit those areas. And so uh, I think we finished the wall. I think we do a comprehensive border immigration policy review hearkening back to my inspector general days. Uh, We properly fund the border patrol and federal, state, and local law enforcement. Uh, I have to tell you, I love what Governor Abbott is doing down in Texas and uh, really, really support him and his efforts uh, where the federal government is dropping the ball. He's taking the initiative and picking the ball up and running with it. Christian Castelli running for Congress in this crowded D6 primary on the GOP side. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you. We have three weeks till the primary, so this is uh, you know this is the ramp up. So we'll talk to you down the line. I'm sure. Okay, thank you for having me. Yes, thank sir. Thank you. Eight twenty-three on WBT. Bo and Beth here. Dirty Restaurant Tuesday coming your way at eight thirty-five. Brett Jensen coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. I just uh, was... I don't do this very often because he's doing his own thing down the hall, but I just sent a text to my buddy T-Bone on FNZ. He said, uh, did you guys happen to talk about that uh, that moment that we talked to Jensen about last week? Because I said a little certain... I said something on the air here, and so I'm, I'm waiting to find out whether or not uh, it, it grew legs and went anywhere else. About Mr. Uh, Canales. Mm-hmm. And a little Debbie Gibson thrown in. Yeah. If you were there, it's kind of like if you were there, you know. Yep. And if you weren't there, we'll tell you about it. Don't worry. Jensen's coming back. Huh? And if you weren't there, where were you? <laughs> yes. That's the bigger question. Where were you? Where has John Stewart been? John Stewart's been away from her for, for a while. In fact, uh, the show that uh, he uh, helped bring to, uh, you know, fame, The Daily Show, uh, John Stewart's been gone for a while, but John Stewart, we talked about this when it was announced a few weeks ago. John Stewart announced that he is back on Monday nights only for the political year, the presidential election year. That started last night. Nine months till the election, people! <laughs> and the exciting part is we already know our candidates. It's drum roll, please. These guys! <laughs> Tonight we're debuting our election coverage in Decision 2024, American Democracy. <laughs> See, it's a, it's a homophone. 
We didn't change the, the sound of the word, but we added a K, which makes it wittier. Uh, how about Indecision 2024? Electrons! We changed the one letter. Are you disappointed yet? So he was back last night doing his thing, and he'll be uh, every Monday between now and the election. And I don't know if it goes beyond that, but I, I that, that's what I know. I know that uh, he was well received. He's been getting some uh, some great comments online being back on The Daily Show, especially um, being self-deprecating because he came on the show talking about China and uh, and Apple, which is apparently what created the canceling of his show that was on Apple TV because mm-hmm. he was reporting on China. And there was this whole kind of mess that he he basically said I, I I can talk about all of these things and kind of alluding to the fact of alluding to the cancellation of his other show isn't it interesting where where so many of these guys that have uh, pretty prominent national political voices now where they started like you think about Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan is oh. loved by many he was the host of Fear Factor where yeah. people ate like boogers <laughs> and and and, and I could never look at him the same after watching Fear Factor <laughs> but have you watched did you have you ever gone back and watched him on Fear Factor or do you oh remember? yeah okay. me and my me and my wife have watched him like within the past couple months on Fear Factor and he and had like, hair. I cannot believe that yeah I cannot believe that he hosted Fear Factor well you know, he's got his and John podcast. John Stewart John Stewart had an original show on MTV. It was the John Stewart show. This is back in the early 90s, and it was not a political show back then. It was, you know, MTV was doing, I, th- I think it was late night, if I'm remembering correctly, but he was on MTV. I remember it very, very well. Well, and, and if you remember the famous conversation he had when he was on what used to be Hardball with Tucker Carlson, and before Tucker Carlson became the, the name that Tucker Carlson is, and they were you know calling each other out for what they were not reporting, and John Stewart famously said, Guys, I'm on a show that comes on before puppets make prank calls because <laughs> it was I think it was like called Crank Yankers or yeah. something was the the show that was on Comedy Central at the time right after before the Colbert Report, which Colbert was one of the reporters on 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 the Daily Show before the Colbert Report and he's now the host of the Tonight Show. And Colbert uh, Colbert was buddies still is I mean you know buddies with Toby Keith. Yes. Who just passed away. Now, politically, they're pretty diametrically opposed. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those – that's one of those moments where I say uh, – I, I do sometimes miss what I think is lost a lot in this country now, where people of different political stripes can be friends. Yes. I mean, think about – was it um, – uh, what's the couple, the political couple that's married? Carvel uh, and uh, – Carvel and Madeline. And Madeline, yeah. Yes. They, they are married and make their – I think they're still married – I know, I need to Google that. They were married, for sure. Uh, And from two very different political backgrounds. And I think we need more of that. We need more discussions that are civil and friendly, where people aren't canceling each other. And this this includes our leaders that aren't saying we need to, we we, we shouldn't be calling people names for just having varying um, political differences. This country was built on that idea that we are supposed to find compromises, that we're not supposed to all believe the same thing. It's the reason we have free thought. It's the reason we have freedom of religion. It's the reason we have the freedom to assemble. It's because there are so many of us who have varying opinions, and it's what makes this country beautiful. And we've somehow lost the ability to showcase those conversations and to showcase those relationships and those friendships. Not on this show. Not on this 
show. Stay with us, people. Back to the news center ahead of Dirty Restaurant Tuesday. Mark Garrison's double duty. (laughs) It's time for Order Up Dirty Restaurant Tuesday. Waiter, there's a fly in my soup. Could you do something about it? Uh oh, here comes Mark Garrison. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, tomorrow's Valentine's, right? Uh huh. So are you, like, baking us all some cupcakes or something <laughs> for tomorrow? What, what he didn't that seem reply? very certain of this. <laughs> Wait, what was that reply? She was like, I think I've uh-huh, heard of uh-huh. that. I'm not a big Valentine celebrator. Um, I'm, you, which you, it seems so anti, uh, the, like the total antithesis of me, right? Well, you think it that, does, yeah. Yeah. She hates love. No, I love love. <laughs> but I celebrate love every day. Not just one oh, day so a year. But so yeah. you're dodging the question. Yeah. So are you going to make your boys here? Uh, oh, would you like some cupcakes or, yeah. or cookies? Yeah, make us something. Yeah, okay. For Valentine's Day. Oh, elementary make... school, we have to bring in like those little cards. <laughs> the little hearts. <laughs> those little, those little, <laughs> <cards>. <laughs> <laughs> little candy canes. What I'm going to, I'm going to not wash my hands or wear a hairnet though, guys. So uh, I can be on your dirty restaurant like report. Beth's hair and your dog's whiskers. <laughs> Beth's Kitchen, 82.7. That's rough. She had pink mold in her in my ice, ice machine. machine. She probably does. No one there with any food handling safety instructions. I knew nothing about safety, food safety. So there's a segment, eh? Yeah. So on Sunday, I uh, stopped by uh, near Concord Mills, a joint called Cinco de Mayo Mexican Grill. And I was waiting on a table, and I looked up, and I saw the sign, 82.5. <gasps> I hope and you I, left. I left. Ah, <laughs> yes, I left him. We've learned Mark's threshold. Oh. Wait, yeah, did what's they, the lowest you'd say for? Where like did they 90? have it? Oh, about ninety-two. Ninety-two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Where'd they have it hanging? Did they hide it? Was it? No, kind of actually, they. Well, it's against the law to uh, not put it in plain view. Uh, so Cinco was their actual rating. <laughs> yeah. Five. 82.5. The person in charge could answer none of the inspector's questions about food safety. Not one. Uh. And in fact, nobody there had any food safety training. Uh, observed an employee handled dirty dishes, then handled clean dishes. Uh, raw hamburger was stored on top of roast beef. Whoa. Live roaches on the plates. Oh, live? dear live? Yeah. You did and well to walk out. They also had live... Yeah, really, after I read this, I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't stay. Observed several live roaches throughout the kitchen, and they could not provide any documentation of pest control other than saying, oh, well, there's this guy that comes every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> is it a wait, guy wait, that just comes and like steps the, on him? Is that the name of the bug? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Cinco de Mayo Mexican Grills right near Concord Mills Mall, eighty-two point five. That seems oh. too high. Actually, you should be like, yeah, <laughs> really. Live roaches. Three. Yeah, three. I feel like live roaches should be an automatic yeah, fail. That seems like. <laughs> So we got uh, another name you know here, Shomars. Mm. No. Yeah, this is the one on Little Rock Road and eighty-eight. Uh, employees didn't realize, well, three employees could not answer any questions about uh, health policy. They didn't know, hey, if you're sick, don't come to work. Uh, observed employee washing hands improperly. Uh, the dicer that they chopped stuff with was stored as clean but had obvious food debris on it. Urgh. A lot of stuff was not cold that was supposed to be cheese, lettuce, eggs, soup, all of it holding at the wrong temperature. Chili and sautéed peppers and beef and gravy had no date on them, so they had to be thrown out. Oh, no. And they had dead bugs... By the uh, in a, near a soda machine, and they said, "Well, we're not using that soda machine right now." Uh, I guess not if it's killing bugs, right? Yeah. So that's the Showmars on Little Rock Road, eighty-eight. Ooh. 
So we've talked about gas station fried chicken, right? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, like crispy, the crispy crunchers. Oh, so you're familiar with this? Oh, I surely am. Oh, well, tell us more. So you eat this stuff. Right? Well, I have. So my friend. Wait a minute. When Mark Garrison says you eat this stuff, that's so not good. My friend told me all about it. So is this the one over near Concord Mills? Uh, this is actually the one on Glenwood Drive. It's called BK Crispy Crunchy Chicken. Yes, and it is crispy and crunchy, guys. It's not bad. Well, maybe it's got roaches. Something's this wrong one, with it. 86.5 for this one. Uh-uh. The person in charge had no food. Safety training. Uh, they had items that were uh, supposed to be, uh, well, a bunch of items were at the wrong temperature. The sanitizer to clean surfaces with was too weak to kill any germs, and that was a repeat violation. Uh, let's see here. Chicken wings and chicken sandwiches had to be thrown out because no. they were at the wrong temperature. No. Their yeah. chicken wings are yummy. Are they? Really? Yeah. They're crispy and crunchy. <laughs> you got you some discount ones. Like- <laughs> I just go in the dumpster. <laughs> uh, and in fact, my Troutman. They, their fried chicken was sitting out. You know, they're supposed to put a time on it, time out, yeah. time to throw it away. Nah, no times on this fried oh, chicken. Oh, Lord. At all. Oh, so Lord. this is Beth's favorite joint, the uh, <laughs> BK Crispy Crunchy Chicken on Glenwood Drive, 86.5. Oh, man. Because yeah. I'm not a person that would normally like, oh, there's some gas station fried chicken, but it's actually really good. <laughs> Actually, is that your gas station fried chicken voice? (laughs) You know, I did a story about uh, there's a at East Boulevard and West Boulevard. There's a gas station that has really good. Mm -hmm. I've been hearing about this my whole life. It's really good fried chicken. I need to do this, and they have a good health score too. Yeah, there's a little gas gas there apparently. There's a little gas station that's on uh, (laughs) Church Street in Concord that has awesome fried chicken and awesome pizza. At a gas station? Uh-huh. We should do a field trip. Ooh, okay. All right, right, one, right, 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 right well, one more quickly <laughs> right from uh, Plaza Midwood. This is Taqueria Javata Latina, 85.5. And the thing that struck my attention about this place, observed El Pastor that was 20 days out of date, <gasps> observed chicken, pork tamales with no date at all, and some other items, chorizo, more than 20 days out of date. Yikes. So that's some old crap there, sir. That's serving. some old meat <laughs> right <What>? there. <laughs> that's some, outda- just, that's just, some outdated crap. Just to crap. put it bluntly. Is that in the report? <laughs> Vince Coakley wrote the report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Vince's favorite word, right? <laughs> that's crap, Mark. That's a promo. Uh, all right, there you go. So that's Taqueria Javata Latina in Plaza Midwood, 85.5. But we learned something today. Old Sugar Beth will eat gas station fried chicken. Yep. Well, that's good. I will. But, I will. And she's promised us cookies for tomorrow. For Because yeah. she loves us for Valentine's. Gonna be ambitious this afternoon. I know. I gotta go. I gotta go start baking. <laughs> they, have, uh, bacon? They, they have fresh cookies at the uh, at the chicken place. <laughs> I'm gonna bring y'all. Ooh. Oh my gosh! I'm bring gonna bring y'all a bucket of chicken. There I'm you gonna go. bring you day old fried chicken. <laughs> 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 I'm so thoughtful. <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> I'll bring it in. That's a bucket of fried chicken. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> yes, sir. There are people dying. Oh, when it's time to lend a hand to life The greatest gift of all Wow, that's great, great. It's a great chord resolve there. I love when y'all are uh, like humming songs off the air and just kind of like... <laughs> Like well, link it up on the air. We were putting our headphones on. We had mics in front of us. So we started grabbing our earphones like we were we were at the. Well, and Jim and I were actually reenacting the making of the documentary of the making of this song. What lyric they're on? I can't. Think it's true. You know love is all we need. Sing it, Michael. 
Lionel. 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 Look, this is another plug. Because more and more people are, are learning about this documentary. You guys actually told me about oh it. Oh my gosh, it's so I watched good. It this, we watched it's it this so week. so great. It's funny because Bo and I have gotten group texts from so many listeners saying, oh my gosh, you guys should watch the We Are the World <laughs> documentary. And we're like, we did. I we did a whole half hour on this. <laughs> this and could the, be like when you did that Christmas thing with all the airports. We should do a We Are the World, like come up with a song. <laughs> we are WBT. <laughs> like Vince Copeland comes in, crap. <laughs> Springsteen. And we will film a documentary of the making of the We Are WBT. Of course. We are Good Morning BT. And in 30 years from now, they'll show it on Netflix. <laughs> Wait, where's Waylon? Not singing Swahili. <laughs> oh, boy. So, hey, look, if you have not watched this yet, you need to watch it. It's called The Greatest Night in Pop. And uh, some people think we haven't talked about it yet, but we're talking about it again. And uh, there's another random moments, like when Waylon walks out, and then did you see the part where uh, Al Jarreau was drinking so much (laughs) that Lionel Richie had to go and pour the bottles out in the back? (laughs) Which I thought that, because Al Jarreau, I I didn't even remember him as an artist, quite frankly, which is sad, isn't it? Like, what did he sing? What did Al Jarreau sing? He had the uh, opening to the uh, Bruce Willis show. What was the uh, the theme song? Moonlighting? Was that his music? Was it? I don't know. Really? I, I just, may have just made that up. Al Jarreau is one. I like. I can't name a song. But, I can't but, but, either. But my parents loved him. Oh, so I just thought it was hilarious because he kept saying, "We need more wine," and <laughs> yes. somebody kept bringing bottles and bottles of wine. And apparently, by the time he recorded, he was hammered. Yeah. And Lionel Richie's like, oh, he thought we were finished with the song. We're not done yet. It's He's okay. celebrating. They're having to go cut out. <laughs> like he. Four bottles of wine. Hey guys, I was right. He was the the theme for Moonlighting. The theme for Moonlighting was Al Jarreau. Why do I know that? I don't don't know know Al Jarreau or that show. Well, I loved that show. I did watch it back in the day, but it's been 30 years. There There it is. That's a sober Al Jarreau. Yeah, you don't expect him to be drunk on wine while they're doing a big music thing. Maybe he was nervous because there were so many stars. Bob Dylan was nervous. He can't sing at all. Was Billy Ocean on the track? He was not. Oh, that's a shame. Get into my car. I did see Huey Lewis get his line, though. Well, Huey, and, and like, I look, it's funny. People are also texting me. Hey, did you know Huey Lewis was on We Are the World? I know. But I, know. Um, but I always knew, I knew Huey was a part of it, and I always wondered why, how Huey got the plum spot beside Michael Jackson yeah. in the song. And it's because Prince was supposed to be there, and Prince didn't show up. Did not show up. So somebody said, hey. How about Huey? He's, He's like, a great solo artist. Mm-hmm. Here's it the one a- that was most random. And your our buddy Kevin Sylvester, I did a tweet. He tweeted back, why was Dan Aykroyd there? Yeah, <laughs> why true. was Dan Aykroyd there? <laughs> and he was just standing there. He never did sing, but why was Dan Aykroyd there? He just Maybe somebody invited him as a friend. But I think he was kind of standing in the well, choir. I think he was singing with the choir itself. I mean, I get Blues Brothers, but it's like, I don't think that's good enough. Well, and, and the choir that you see at the beginning, I mean, there are a lot of like the Pointer Sisters were there, but they weren't out in the in the regular song. There are a lot of artists like Dan Aykroyd that were there, but they weren't. You know, you don't you don't. They weren't singled out. There was somebody else that was super uber famous who was singing in that choir, and I was thinking, how did that person not have a solo? And that will come to me. But it's funny, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins was the person who got. Uh, Huey, mm-hmm. the solo gig, because they went to Kenny Loggins, which is so funny to me that Michael Jackson's like, hey, Kenny, <laughs> who should sing this solo? I mean, I don't know that Kenny Loggins Wait. would be the person. Hold on, hold on. The moment of glory's coming up. Here it is. But if you just believe, we can now listen to Cindy. Oh, well, oh, 
I'm telling you, Cindy Lauper, that album, I mean, she was a big deal then, and, and she, that was a great album. She's so unusual. She is so unusual, but a fantastic voice. She's quirky, and it was... What's the name of the album? Was she going on? Girls just want to have fun? I think the album was called She's So Unusual. That's oh, right. The actual album. Oh. Back when they did albums. <laughs> it was. It wasn't. But <laughs> you were so funny. She is so unusual. <laughs> oh, wait, you thought I was just saying she was unusual? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. That's the name of the album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's <laughs> like Michael Jackson. He was such a thriller. <laughs> he is a thriller. <laughs> Huey Lewis loves sports. <laughs> was, was Bruce Springsteen born in the USA? <laughs> He was born in the USA, Bo. <laughs> there, there's Bob Dylan. Listen. See, I just got a text a few minutes ago. I want to read it to you. It says, just letting you know that I might be 30 seconds to 90 seconds late. I got on the phone and lost track of time. My apologies. And guess who that's from? Um, well, um, let's go back in time. We got a few. We got a few minutes to kill here while we're waiting. You want to go back in time? Let's go back in time. How do we go in time? We go. Well, I do have some thoughts about Dave Canales. Um, Pray tell. So, prior to going to the press conference, I saw Ramona Holloway in the hallway, and she said they're starting a fan club about like basically how she just thinks that uh, Dave Canales has dropped it gorgeous. And I went over there. And during that interview, I got lost in his eyes. That is the, <laughs> that is one good-looking dude. That is one good-looking wow. dude. I was like, it, it was hard to concentrate. Like, it would be hard to concentrate when you've interviewed Tom Brady or an extremely attractive woman. It, it's hard to concentrate. Like, Dave Canales is a good-looking dude. And I, did, I told Ramona that this morning, and she thought it was hysterical. Wow, you just went... It's got to be a handsome man for you to say that. I mean, I, yes, right I mean here we go. Yeah, he, <laughs> Lean in. He's, he's not telling you. A good looking dude. One of the only songs I can play on the piano. Yeah. Good looking dude. I'm telling you. Don't, don't, if you get, if you look at him in the, you can't look at him in the eye. Sort of like Medusa, if you turn a stone with a Dave, you just melt. Wow. Can't look at him in the eye. Of all, I, the, of all the things I thought you were about to say, it was not that. I, I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> just when you think you know a guy, then he, then he unloads that one on you. And for whatever it's worth, of the eight NFL openings this year that were filled by head coaches, CBS Sports ranked that as the second best hire behind Jim Harbaugh. Hey, that's good. Way to go, Panthers. Somehow that somehow that little riff needs to find its way into the hands of, uh, I don't know, T-Bone? Uh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. a good-looking dude. So I never thought I'd have a, an excuse to play a Debbie Gibson song on this show. Oh, I'm, I'm here for it. That was one week ago today, mm-hmm. and uh, Jensen needed a little uh, little extra room to, to get in and get set at the chair. So, you know, I'm happy to oblige, right? Well, I, pre- I appreciate that because apparently every radio station in Charlotte was emailed that version. So thanks, Bo. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's, 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 it's funny you mentioned that. Matt, here's my issue, though, I have. He referenced uh, beautiful people that he's been around, and he went Tom Brady first, a beautiful woman second. That's concerning. I, I, this is weird. This is strange to me. And I love Brett, and I appreciate him admitting this, right? 
appreciate him. This is outside the to share. This is outside the box for Brett admitting something like this as well. But it's yeah, true. But do you get like? Is it hard to talk bone when you're near a handsome man? Margot Robbie walks in. Yeah, that'll get you a little bit. But like, if Brad Pitt, George Clooney walk in, you struggling? Yeah, no, I, don't yeah, know. I, I That could. was just. It, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of. <laughs> To maybe, think of, maybe because they're famous, not because I'm like, like oh my Jordan, god, Michael I'm Jordan being around Michael Jordan gets you a little yeah. bit like, holy crap, he's Michael yeah. Jordan, but not because of how somebody looks. That's uh, that's our buddies Mac and T Bone <laughs> down the hall at WFNZ. So you know, I, I sort of say these things, and then then it happened. I don't know how it happened, but I mean, you never know. Well, here's the funny thing, and the the term that I was actually kicking myself. <laughs> later on because I the term well, that yeah. I no the term no I stand by everything I said but the term that I wanted to use was it's distracting that's what I was looking for rather than lost in your eyes well well no turning to a puddle <laughs> puddle of goo but yeah no but he is uh but in, like I've interviewed extremely good looking women and I've you know and it's just distracting where you almost lose your train of thought because you're going how can someone look this good it's not physically normal to look good, whether it's a good-looking man or woman or whatever, and when you're wa- around someone who's extremely it takes a lot of work, people. Yeah, <laughs> just I mean, you know, and so whether it's a man or a female, when it's somebody that is that jarringly like you're like, like your mind starts wondering like, how does that even happen? Because it's so against the norm. Sort of like the Elephant Man is against the norm. It's jarring when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so- not. It's not the norm. So, so, so when, give me an example. You talked about a, a fine-looking man last week. You believe that Dave Canales is. Mm-hmm. So, who is who is in the female category in that in that same uh, same same lane? I was around um, Miss America one time, and God, this was like late '90s. And which uh, Miss America was it? Oh, it would have been nineteen. I don't even know her name. It was nineteen ninety. Get my year right. The only 19, Miss America. It was nineteen ninety-seven. Okay. Um, Tara Holland? Uh, I, <laughs> the fact that you would even remotely have a guess at that is scary. Vanessa Williams. But, that's uh, actually who it is. Yeah, Tara, Tara Holland, who is 97. Yeah. So that, that's scary. You that actually know nice. that. And actually sad at the same point. But uh, but no, because I was um, I was stringing, I think it was, was it 97? I think 96. No, maybe it was 96. I can't remember. It was 96 or 97. But I was stringing for the Atlantic City Press. I was working for my dad. Up in New Jersey, who owned restaurants, and in walks Miss America. No, no, but where did they, where did they used to have all the Miss US or Miss America content? Atlantic City. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, and so, I mean, if you knew who Miss America was, nineteen ninety six or seven, I assumed you know where they held the pageant. Yeah. So I was up there, and I was because uh, after I left the Observer, and I was working for my dad, but I think it was, but I was stringing or freelancing for the Atlantic City Press, and that was one of the things I had to go towards, and uh, and so I just remember being. And a um, a group of reporters, and then I just remember going, "Oh my God!" Like whatever. Like so, yeah. That's. What did she have red hair? I have. One. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. Remember. I had one experience, one experience where I uh, I was. This is when I was working at Only the Only one. How oh, that? That's, not as Miss America. You're not British. <laughs> no. no, you're definitely not. That's like the meanest thing no, ever. No, I, you're just not. I mean, you, you have more. You have <laughs> yeah, more. You have down. more substance. Oh, oh, okay, cool. You saved yourself there. Um, so that was a good save, I, right? I ran into uh, <laughs> Billy Crudup 
he was on the set of the uh, the West Wing, and I got he went to Carolina, and I was very excited about the fact I was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Billy Crudup, and he had that kind of like. I started talking to him, and he took he, one of his favorite professors was one of my favorite professors from Carolina. But when I started talking to him, I choked on my own spit, and I had to walk away. Oh, that's disgusting! Because <laughs> I couldn't finish talking, I just started choking on my own spit. She made it that's awkward in three, <laughs> two, that's right. one. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, big finish. Thank you. Brett Jensen is in the house. If you have not figured that out already. And you're wearing you. I did not. I didn't say anything to you about nope. this, but I wondered if you'd be wearing this today yep. because I've been thinking about you ever since I saw some of the shenanigans this weekend. And actually, we have two people in this room who've been to the waste management tournament. Where is it? Out in wet Phoenix. This is Phoenix. Scottsdale, Scottsdale. Southern yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. So, um, and I'm sure you saw some of the video from oh, this past I'm, weekend. Oh, I'm well aware. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about that. Okay. And I have other questions. I have thoughts about that because it's Tuesday and um, you're here. Thanks for being here. Oh, I, I appreciate it. My pleasure. I appreciate it. You guys uh, giving a little intro, being about 90 seconds late. I told Bo, I said, I got on the phone and I just lost track of time. No excuse. This hey, is what I, I'm happens. not even trying to fake an excuse. I just, I just got on the phone and lost track of time. No, you give me 90 seconds, I'll find something to do with them. Oh, we'll fill them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, traffic check right now. Here's Boomer Von Cannon. But we're talking about head coach Canales again. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. No, Brett is talking about his oh, crush. Yeah. <laughs> He's lost in his eyes. Again. Eye candy Canales. That's oh, him, man. That ah, oh, eye candy. Look at that. Yeah. Come on, coach. But here's the it. thing. Boomer agrees with me, though. <laughs> oh, he's a handsome man. <laughs> I'm very oh. impressed with all of the... You guys are very comfortable with your manliness. All day. He's he like Chuck Berry, a brown-eyed handsome man. That's what he is. Mm. Go with it, coach. Roll with it. <laughs> go with Come it, Brett. <laughs> Just go with it, Brett. <laughs> Death and Brett Jensen. We got Bernie and Tommy in the house on a Tuesday. Glad to have you all aboard. Lots to catch up on. You are wearing. Well, we should probably tell people why we're playing that song, right? Well, yeah. Why? Why is that? It's because Brett Jensen is so nice to me. We were talking about Miss America last segment. How he ran into a Miss America in 1997, and I, I don't know what what the sentence was, but I was like, no, I wasn't Miss America, and he he said. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> he but said the, it could never happen. <laughs> but then he said he qualified it. All right? So you have too much substance. Oh, okay. I love you for that. Thank you. So okay. you're wearing a waste management pullover today. Uh-huh. The waste management, is it the waste management open? The yeah, waste yeah. management Phoenix open. Yeah, and this has become, look, I knew about it before. It's, 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 the, it's the PGA Tour date that um, they sort of relax the rules for, right? And it has become sort of their calling card. It's rowdy. Yeah, it's. Um, put it to you this way: this, this, the, the sentence I'm about to say will sum it up perfectly. I've been there three times, mm-hmm. and each time I always have, always have the same reaction. 
if I ever get married, I want that golf tournament to be my bachelor party. <laughs> it is like a giant fraternity college party is the way that it feels. I used to live in Phoenix, so I, I have been to the Waste Management Open and it's, and it's, in it's, Scottsdale. It's, it's way more than what you can even imagine now. Like it's, it's from when you were there to where it is now, it's, it's kindergarten to high school. And having been to, you know, like the... The Wells Fargo, and and mm-hmm. I've been to other golf tournaments where it's quiet and um, it feels respectful, and you're mm-hmm. eating etiquette. Fin- etiquette. You're eating finger sandwiches, you know that mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then you get to the Waste Management Open, and people are yeah. It's very, a beach party. Very, very inebriate. Inebri- yeah. It's like the Masters versus Happy Gilmore. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, and the 16th hole yeah. is famous. They build these gigantic sta- stands around the 16th hole. Literally called the stadium they're called course. The, yes. And they yeah. they scream and cheer. Like and it's nonstop music. And, and the players embrace it. And they know what that hole is like because it's completely encircled with stands and that go three three levels high, three stories high. Um, and it's... They have 20,000 people just on that one hole. So imagine it's, it's, it's Spectrum Center. It's, they're yeah. playing one hole in front of the Spectrum Center. It's 20,000 people just on that one hole. But the problem that happened this weekend, where they cut off the alcohol sales for a while and they closed the gates for a while, all led to one simple thing. They get about six or seven inches of rain every single year in Arizona. That's about what they get. In the we desert. call it the monsoon season. Right. And they just happened to get rain Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning. Which is unusual this time of year for Phoenix. Yeah, and it just, but five straight days, that generally just doesn't happen any time of the year, but you're right. And so things were so muddy that they had to close part of the course to fans because it was just too muddy. And so then you wound up having a bottleneck. Because everyone's trying to stand on the concrete, and they're going, well, you, you're not allowed to go over there because it's just way too muddy and everything else. So you wound up with all these fans in very concentrated small areas that become extremely dense. And then on top of that, this is where, this is the one thing I don't like. Like, you can't do anything about the weather, and things are like that going to happen. But the one thing I don't like is that it's the most attended, um, I think it's the most, it's the most attended I know for a fact, golf tournament every year where there's usually somewhere around 700,000 fans, 600,000 fans will show up over the course of an entire week, Monday through Sunday, because Monday's when the practice rounds start. And generally, on like last year, I think they set an all-time record for the most fans on a, most fans in a single day. It was like, I don't know, like 180,000, 200,000 in one day at a golf tournament. Can you, I mean, mm. quell, and so now, unlike Quahel, there's not trees everywhere, you know, so you're yeah, not like having a desert. To, Right, you're not having to fight space for trees. But they never announce how many people show up. They haven't announced attendance figures since 2018. And they had so many people. They were, they believe Saturday and Sunday, this past Saturday and Sunday, was the most attended in history because they used to not even cut off sales. You want a ticket? There's a ticket waiting for you. And that was the problem more than anything was they didn't cut off the ticket sales. and But also because of the rain, people had nowhere to go. And they just stayed in one concentrated area, and then people just got, started getting hammered beyond control, and that's why they cut off alcohol sales. Well, and and the videos that you've seen, I mean, the dude who went and ran and did a flip into the, to oh, the, bunker, the bunker and then did yep. the, the snowman in the bunker. Landed on his head. Now, now, when you were there, or either of you there, had you ever seen anything like that? I never saw anybody 
flip into a bunker, but I did see people get ill because they were drinking so much and yeah. just kind of right there on the course. Yeah, yeah or, last or, or year, beside the course. So I went, uh, was it 2017, 2019, and then last year. And yeah, people are absolutely blasted, but. Were you? No, well, I wasn't, no, but what I, I did was, but I was not. lucky because I had, I had the sweet tickets, tickets to the suites on 16, 17, and 18. And so where everything's free, free, al- free food, free alcohol, everything's completely free, and you're sitting in chairs, and it, you're in the stadiums themselves, because 17 is just like that, and 18 is just like 16 as well, mm-hmm. where they've now built stadiums all the way down and around. Uh, no, but, but, you know, when you have an open bar and open gourmet food for 10 hours... It's not a bad gig. Now, granted, those tickets go for about ten thousand each, but uh, for a, I think they're a hundred thousand for a whole for a suite just for the week. If you have the means, yeah. If you have the means, and thankfully there are a lot of companies in this country that have the means, which is where I got one of the company tickets. But so yeah, it's so. Uh, but no, like it was. Just, I, I view it to be an anomaly, just because. I'll, yeah, there's always drunkenness, but because of the rain and everyone instead of being spread out all over the course, they were all in one little area. And that was the biggest problem. Now, see, you don't have headphones on, so you can't hear this music. I hear every single bit of it. The NFL Today, yeah. CBS, Brent Musburger, Irv Cross, Phyllis George, no. uh, Jimmy the Greek. Are you saying that because you know what I'm about to talk about? I do. Okay, because we were talking about the We Are the World documentary Yeah, earlier. I saw that about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Highly recommend. Saw it, yep. Highly recommend, and it's great rewatching too. But uh, on Sunday, and Beth didn't know I was going to talk about this, but I just I, you, you, remind, you made me think of this a few minutes ago. Um, the NFL Today, which is really the, the first real studio sports show. Like people talk about inside the NBA now and these studio shows like College Game Day. The first real one in the 70s and in the 80s was Brett Musburger and Phyllis George and Irv Cross and, and Jimmy, Jimmy the Greek. The Greek. Yeah. And they did a documentary on it one, uh, on Sunday yep. at 1 o'clock. And I, I rewatched it because I DVR'd it last night. I highly recommend that one on the same vein, same level as the We Are the World special. So just public service announcement from your buddy Bo here. Those are two documentaries that you need to check out if you have not already. Yeah, and if you uh, remember, Jim Nance even mentioned it during the middle of the Super Bowl broadcast about how what a travesty it is that, you know, Brett Musburger is not in the Football Hall of Fame on the media side as a contributor when he's the one that started the NFL pregame shows. and But yet... Others since then who have been doing NFL pregame shows are already in the Hall of Fame that have come way after him. And he was he did it for, I don't know, about 10 years, 12 years, which is really weird. And so um, Dan Patrick said something to Jim Nance about it because I saw it live um, about, hey, did you realize Brent Musburger is not in the NFL Hall of Fame? And they're like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. So they decided to take it up and make a campaign. Let's get. And so Jim Nance actually mentioned it in the middle of the Super Bowl during the broadcast about how Aww. he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Hang on one second. got to oh, hear a sweet. little. Here it comes. This is from the documentary. He sits down at the old set that they've rebuilt here, and he says what we all hear. Here we go. You are looking live at the NFL Today on CBS, home of Super Bowl 58. He's a national treasure. You are looking live. That was him. It's so funny to look at that footage 
They rebuilt the set. That was a very beige. Oh, it was a very <laughs> beige set. It was a set. very beige no set. No electronics. Everything was sliding, like sliding panels oh, yeah. and stuff like that. They didn't have. I mean, there yeah. was nothing to put in the electronics. There were a couple of TV screens back there, but they had the, the color bars. That's it. And they would just slide it like survey says. Yeah. And wasn't Phyllis George Miss America? She, uh, she, she surely was. was. Yeah. Out of Kentucky, wound up marrying the governor of Kentucky. As did Nikki, uh, not Nikki French, but Heather French was uh, from Kentucky and married the governor. No idea who she is. She was Miss America 2000. Uh, yeah. Was she on NFL today? <laughs> <laughs> she married the governor. <laughs> well, anyway, y'all should check it out. <laughs> you know what else you should check out? Uh, the uh, Brett Jensen, I say the Brett Jensen show. It's Breaking with Brett Jensen, which is uh, every weeknight when there's not Tar Heel or other sports mm. conflicts, yep. most nights. Uh, it's breaking with Brett Jensen, and you got. Uh, I know that uh, you've been. You told us about this last week, but uh, ramping up to Super Tuesday, you're having a lot of these in-depth candidate uh, Q and As. Yeah, you know, last week I had uh, Don Brown in studio with me for a full hour, and tomorrow night I have Lee Brown in studio with me for a full hour. Thursday night, uh, John Bradford in studio with me for a full hour, and then Friday night, Alan Balkum in with me for a full hour on Friday So you Friday have night. the whole uh, 8th District covered. Yeah, because I, I had Mark Harris earlier in December, Yeah. Um, just before Christmas he came in, uh, the Thursday before Christmas he came in studio with me for a full hour, so the five, um, if you want to call them the five front runners, the five most relevant, um, will be uh, coming in studio with me for a full hour, and l- looking forward to it, and just, it's it's... It's a to get to know who they are a little bit about them, but also okay, let's 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 go down the road of some serious questions, like you know, and that's what we did. Well, we sort of set the table for you too with the debate a few weeks ago. That's you right. got uh, you know first impressions, and now more in depth conversations. And while we're talking about programming notes, uh, Don Brown's going to be on with us by phone on Thursday morning and tomorrow morning at eight oh five. Presidential candidate Nikki Haley will be back with us, so we're looking forward to that conversation. Yeah, and it's. Uh, be interesting to see what she thinks about the new CBS poll that just came out about how 75% of South Carolinians don't care that she's from South Carolina. Well, and, and I've got a Beth and I both have a, a list a mile long of things I oh, want to sure. talk to her about. So uh, that'll be tomorrow. Uh, you got your uh, slate for uh, breaking with Brett Jensen. Did I hit? Oh, when we come back, uh, there's some CMS news yes. to, to talk about. Yeah, and, I just want to touch base on it real quick. There's there are a couple little small items that I just want to uh, put out there that. Um, you know, on top of the one that you heard Mark Garrison play at the at 9:30, the report about what was going on at Harding University, but on, there's a couple other things involving the finance department again. So this is, uh, I mean, is this breaking news or is this like, you know, tearing tearing a piece of paper? No, I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, I guess you, I wouldn't cla- for me personally the way I do things, I wouldn't classify it as breaking news, but no one else has it. Okay. So I mean, like on a scale of one to ten, it's about a four or five, but I wouldn't consider it like. You know, for me, others might consider it breaking news. I don't because oh. of my history of breaking news. It's like a, it's a, you're thinking about scooping. This is like a, a small spoonful. Yeah, like an, I, there you go. Like an exclusive. <laughs> it is, an, it is, they're both exclusives. I will Coming give you that up, morning. an exclusive yep, spoonful I'll give you that. with Brett Jensen. That's a four or a five. <laughs> yeah, of importance. Of importance. Not everything's Wait, a 10, Beth. Way to tease. Not everything's a 10. <laughs> Not everything's a. This is like an afternoon Here's snack. Here's the difference. I'm honest, so I don't go, coming up next, you won't believe your ears. Uh, who are you suggesting does I this? Just, I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> just throwing it out there. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, so it's not, I, if nothing, if, no, if nothing, I am honest with the audience. So, yeah. 
So it's about a five. You don't want me to come back from the break with like this. This is continuing coverage on <laughs> News Talk 1110, 99.3 WPT. Breaking news. Oh, never mind. Hey, don't forget tomorrow the contest continues. Planes, trains, or automobiles for train and REO Speedwagon tickets. Oh. How do you like that? Oh, wait, wait, wait. This is the first I'm hearing about this. We actually have train tickets and I can't RSP like okay. Wait, you like train? I do like train. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. As soon as you are able to do Ario, yep. I love train. I, I'm a, I, I like train a lot. Y'all, Brett Jensen and I, we agree on something. Train. And uh, they train actually, and Pat Monahan. Yeah, they actually right. they actually performed at the uh, Major League Baseball All Star game a few I years know ago. What y'all are trying to do? So I'll just go ahead and give in. Here we go. Yeah, I go. Yeah. I'm all in. I am all in. I like train. Oh, I love them. Ario's okay. I was never the world's biggest Ario guy in the '80s. I mean, they're okay. They're fine. But train, I'm all in. Where was the best soy latte that you never had? That I never, because I've never had a soy latte. <laughs> I don't know. It's a trick question. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's never a trick had, question. Never had one. So that is tomorrow. Uh, it'll be returning. I believe in the 6 o'clock hour, because that's the only place we can fit it tomorrow. We have a jam-packed show tomorrow. Planes, trains, or automobiles. You call in. You say, I want a plane, a train, or an automobile, right? And then we give you something from that category. It could be a song. It could be a movie. It could be a TV show. We had fun with this oh. earlier. Oh. And uh, you get them correctly twice. You win tickets to see the Summer Road Trip Tour performance at the PNC Music Pavilion Saturday, August 10th. Oh, okay. Train and Ario Speedwagon. That actually sounds like a little fun contest, like a little trivia thing. I oh, like yeah. That. It's super fun. It's not just caller number three. That's actually pretty cool. Hey, we never do caller that's, number three. That's not oh, how whatever. we roll, man. Boy, Sorry. <laughs> he doesn't listen. <laughs> so, uh, you guys, you're too busy prepping for your show at night. I know how it works. That's usually like like today. Always on the phone. So what is coming up on, uh, on your show tonight? Uh, tonight? A lot of basketball, A lot huh? of nah. Carolina Tar Heels. <laughs> Carolina Tar Heels will be front center on my show tonight. But, right. uh, but Wednesday we mentioned uh, you have the political uh, profiles, and yep. before the break you also said that you have some degree of breaking news about CMS. Yeah, and I think Bernie hit the nail on the head. It's more of an exclusive. So uh, last week I had the exclusive, I believe it was last week, that uh, 14 people have quit in the finance department since July, ever since the new CFO came in at CMS. And the CFO was handpicked specifically by Dr. Crystal Hill, because they worked together at Cabarrus County, uh, Cabarrus County Schools. So she was specifically handpicked by Dr. Hill to take over as CFO. Well, since Kelly Klutz has taken over, 14 people have quit that department because they just not big fans of hers for whatever reason. And so on top of that, there were issues that the finance department issued, as you guys may have heard, the $1,250 to all those English te- high school English teachers that CMS is now going Yes, yeah, sorry, you're going to have to pay all that back. And then now, that's all within the last month or so, and then now I find out that uh, crossing guards weren't given their, like, crossing guards are usually retirees. Uh, they were given, they were shorted their pay. Aww. And, again, coming out of the finance department, and then realizing this, the CMS, had the finance department, had to issue emergency funds again to do another direct deposit. They wound up getting all their money, the crossing guards, but it was like, oh, you you only got half? Oh, let's do this emergency. Again, this is the finance, same finance department that has been in complete disarray since July. 
And the disarray is not like hyperbole. That is a very accurate description. And then, um, and then I found out last week, like some of the W-2s were wrong. And, mm. and so it turns out that not as many W-2s were wrong as a lot of the teachers thought. And it wound up being out of 24,000, only four were wrong. Oh. Right, right. But, but if you look at the private Facebook, gr- Facebook groups of all these teachers, you would have thought that there would have been hundreds and hundreds. Mm. But it wasn't. But the crossing guard situation, they wound up getting all their money. But they had to do an emergency, like actually the statement said, like basically an emergency file of direct deposit because they were shorted. And I don't know what the hell is going on in that finance department, but it has been a complete cluster since July. Wow. So that's, again, not a, not a 10, <laughs> but when you add it all together with the previous stuff about having 14 people quit that department because of the new head and and the situation that happened with the... Uh, with the with the teacher, the English teachers having you know getting the bonuses, then having to pay their money back, mm-hmm. you know it just it's all cumulative, if you will. So there you go. It's more fuel to the fire. That makes me sad for the crossing guards. I loved our crossing guards when I was in school. They were my favorite people. Were you a safety patrol? I was not. No. Did not. you did, did you have them at your school? We did. Um, I they asked me when I was in fifth grade, but I didn't want to get there early. <laughs> One of my biggest regrets <laughs> in school was being a hallway monitor. Oh, yeah. no, I was. Yeah, a, I wish I wish I never was. I was Why? a crossing guard. Well, I did it because like you got out of grade. class. You got out of class early and yeah. you get to come in late. Uh-huh. Because you were monitoring you the look halls. like a monitor. You See, look like and someone, that's why. And that's exactly looks, why I regret it. You look like it. someone I've been throwing spitballs at or whatever. <laughs> well, you look like a guy who would hang out at the waste management open. I, I absolutely would. I was the one behind the school near the dumpsters. <laughs> Going, hey, hey, pass that half a can of beer over here. <laughs> you know the first time Beth was ever on this radio station with me? With me. It was next to a dumpster. I was standing next to a dumpster. It's yeah. the only place I could get cell service in Rio. Yeah. And now you got a show that's a dumpster fire. <gasps> wow. What? Wow. You know I'm kidding. What? Where'd that come from? What? Off the top rope. <laughs> I like that. Where do you think that top came rope. from? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Beth, happy uh, happy Valentine's Day. Oh, thank you. Um, I have to. I do have to say this out loud. Um, Brett gave me a big giant bowl of his famous black bean soup that I love so much for Valentine's Day. But Beth also told us earlier she doesn't care much for Valentine's Day. (laughs) I I celebrate love every day. Mm -hmm. Hey, every day. After last week Mm -hmm. of the Dave Canales episode, he should be saying happy Valentine's to Bernie and me and Tommy. Yeah, actually. (laughs) You guys all do have Yeah, I got news for you. You're nowhere near in the same department as those. Speaking of threes and fours. Oh, wow. (laughs) Jensen's just lashing out at this point. Lashing out. Hey, but that's why you're dateless and desperate. Ooh, that's right. It's Bo and Beth and our dumpster fire friend, Brett Jensen. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Don't forget Nikki Haley on the show tomorrow in the 8 o'clock hour. Vince Coakley next.